Welcome back to episode number 61 of the MP Dude. This is Jeff the MP Dude giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of our voices. So keep comments, questions, and concerns coming to me at jeff at the mpdude.com. Always PM me on Facebook. You can uh, PM me personally. You can PM me through the NP Dude. It's at the NP Dude. Don't forget the the. Or else you'll get a Nepalese guy in uh, the other side of the world. I don't think he knows much about nurse practitioner, but I could be wrong. His page doesn't look like he's a nurse practitioner. I'm just guessing. Anyways, um, show likes. We're up to like 789, I think. So we're getting there. We got like uh, you know, a little over 200, and then we'll be hitting that 1,000 mark. So keep sharing the show, guys. You've been really doing a great job. Um, yesterday was kind of a big day. I got some, got some things posted. I had somebody ask me, was listening to one of my shows that I had mentioned my go-to um, resources. And I had mentioned in that podcast, and I forgot I mentioned it, to be honest with you, that I use a cheat sheet for Gyne and a cheat sheet for um, Psych that I obtained from school. I didn't make these. These aren't mine. So when you're thanking me, you're really thanking a professor that took the time to make them. And, and I didn't even ask if I could regurgitate those. I'll just take the hit because they're not copyrighted. And I'm okay with that. What are they going to do? Sue me? Go for it. Anyways, I'd rather help you guys than worry about them coming after me. And so I, I had taken pictures of the GYN stuff a while back and I was you know I was like I don't know if I should post these or anything like that well this question came up and I'm like well let me just post them and so they're just generic photos so you guys can regurgitate that I don't care if you print those you're gonna get pictures of my background my fuzzy legs and my my messy house but at least you got the information you guys can always repurpose that into a format that maybe you would like and I don't have all of that information from the GYN sections in there because a lot of it I don't really deal with that often but those are the, like the PCOS ones and like the amenorrhea and you know the, the, the main ones of what you see in primary care now there's abnormal you know abnormal uterine bleeding that's a big 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 one so if you guys need more information let me know. I have more pages. I might have more information for you. I just don't use them all that often. Those are the ones I use. And then the other one that I was going to do was the, the um, psych meds in particular, the antidepressants, because I've got a good cheat sheet on that, and I just haven't had time. It was getting late last night, and I was like, I'm good. I'm going to bed. I had a couple charts to finish, and then I went to bed. So I will take photos and add those as um, as an album to the NP Dude on Facebook, and you guys can take a look at that. And, and the reason I'm saying this is because some of you guys might, might be on iTunes. In fact, a lot of you guys are on iTunes. Um, if you need those resources, they're available to you. So go to my page and take a look and see. Again, they're not mine. I'm not taking credit for them. I think they're great, but they're you know I repurposed them from somewhere else. So it is what it is. So take that with a grain of salt. This is what I use and I trust. So if it's not right and you think it's better some way, other way, let me know because I might be doing it wrong just based upon what I learned in school. So that being said, what do we want to talk about today? It's a Tuesday morning. It's sunny. It's blue. It's 36 degrees and it's first week in May. It was warmer in April. But it's beautiful, so who cares, right? What do we want to talk about today? Let's think... um, I had an experience over the weekend, and it's worth talking about. And um, so I, I saw a post on Facebook that made me think of this, and I wasn't even going to talk about it. But then, then this post reminded me of it. I figured, well, why not? This post was in one of the Ohio Facebook page. Um, it was in the Ohio Facebook page form, and it was about someone saying, and and I I think they're a listener to the show occasionally. I don't know how much they listen, but. Um, I know they like the show. 
that said, um, this should scare you about your collaborative, you know, in, at least in Ohio, when I think this is kind of in general terms. And it was, you know, the fact that if every physician in the state of Ohio said, you know what, I'm no longer going to sign a collaborative agreement, then um, nurse practitioners go away. We, I mean, we're, we're completely at the whim of the desires of physicians, whether they would sign a collaborative or not. And doesn't that scare you? And I thought, well, yeah, I kind of I never thought about it that way because in practicality, that's probably never going to happen. But um, because there's enough physicians out there that uh, uh, understand what we do and understand that we're different but, but have value and that we bring a lot of money to the table. And so there's a lot of people out there that are trying to make their day easier regardless of what the collective of physicians may or may not want. And I don't think that that's the, tr the truth. I don't think physicians are... That vindictive and that they desire to bring down the nurse practitioner world. I, I don't. I don't believe that at all. Uh, and so I don't think that it's realistic. But it got me thinking about you know what's the attitude of physicians towards nurse practitioners and and what have I seen? And it was it, it, it completely conjured an, an issue that happened on on Saturday. I was at the party and um, family member of a family member, which basically means family member, is a physician and I haven't seen him in a while. He moved out of state a while ago and, and was talking to him. And so he's seen my background. He's seen me metamorphosize or metamorph or whatever the word is. I don't know. I don't know biology like that. But anyways, it, he saw me like go through this changes in my professional career and, and was asking me, hey, what, what are you up to now? And, and he's a family practice physician. I said I'm doing FNP. I'm a, I'm, I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm working in a family practice, and I'm, you know, I'm doing I'm doing some fun stuff, you know, and and got talking to him, and and um, he's like, oh, I love it. I, you know, I love that. That's fantastic. And he was really excited for me, and I thought that was cool because he's a doc, you know, and and he's a nice guy anyway. So and he's one of the guys that I trust. You know, I, I fully trust that he takes great care of his patients. And he said. Um, he goes, yeah, I, I got two nurse practitioners and a PA working with me, and, and it's great. He goes, I, you know, I'm the only doctor, but he's like, I'm their collaborative. And I said, oh, okay, I thought you were in a state that doesn't have collaborative agreement requirement for NPs. He goes, yeah, but we still do it. I said, well, why do you guys still do it? Why, why go through the paperwork if you don't do it? He goes, well, it's still, we still need to collaborate. I said, well, yeah, you don't need a, do a document to collaborate. That just doesn't make sense to me, right? I mean, why, why would you force somebody to have to agree to, to work together when you should just work together, right? I, I, I don't understand. You guys bounce ideas off each other, and you've got a lot of experience and, and training and skill, and I, you know, I would ask questions of you. I would, I would dump hard cases on you and say, look, I don't know what to do with this person. I, I, so I, I, I get that, but I, I don't know why you need the document. He goes, well, it's our company policy. So well, aren't you in a state that doesn't require it? He goes, yeah. He goes, but my PA still requires it. So what happens is, and, and I thought this was interesting because in in that state, and I'm not going to say what state it is because I don't want to divulge any information, but it's a, it's a non, um, or it's a, it's a, uh, collaborative free zone. I like using that that phrase, right? So you don't need to have a collaborative doc, right? And it was it was interesting to me that that they're still holding nurse practitioners and PAs in the same light. And and PAs require that it's required nationally that they have a collaborative. They don't have that that um, free practice authority anywhere. 
And so even in states where there is free practice authority, they're jamming nurse practitioners into that role, that role as the, the, you know, having to have that collaborative from, a, from an employment contract situation and from an from a employment mandate situation, not from a state issue. So I thought that was interesting, and I hadn't thought about that, and and that led me to think, okay, well, what what does, you know, what there was still kind of a a derogatory tone, and this is one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life, and there was still a well, you still need us attitude, and the the way, and I didn't push it because it wasn't worth getting into it with a family member, you know, and 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 I really respect this guy, and I just, but there's still that stigma of I'm a physician, you're just a nurse and you you know you still got to do what I say. And so I think that there's got to be a whole new generation and this person is is has been a physician long enough that the rise of the nurse practitioner happened during his his tenure as a as a physician. So I think the physicians as they come out now of school will be a different tact of well, we went through a lot of schooling you went through a lot of schooling. We've done different paths. We can do different things, but we do a lot of the same thing. And knowing where those lines are in the sand, it, and I think that's going to happen more and more. Uh, there'll be more and more acceptance from the newer, the newer grads and the newer, newer physicians. But even even this person that I really, really trust and really like, I'm like, man, dude, you're still you're still that way. Ah, oh, come on. Um, and I didn't push it because. I mean, he knows I've got more education in years of, of post, you know, graduate level education than he does, but it's not applicable to what, what we do. And, and that got me thinking about med school versus NP and masters and education and things like that. And I'm, I'm thinking back, I remember when I was in engineering school, this is way back in the early 90s. And I was I was finishing up my engineering degree, and I had pushed off because I wanted to take the core classes because they were the most interesting and the f- most fun. And I blew off a couple of my electives. And normally the ele- and they were in science, right? So it was like you, you had to take so many you know general science type classes. You could take biology or geology or chemistries or things like that. Well, I had already exhausted all the chemistries, and I couldn't fit the biologies into my class schedule. And the geologies were all booked by you know. The, the the phys ed majors were you know jumping into those ones so I couldn't get in right so what did I take for my electives I took organic chemistry one and two and those are the same classes at at the time that I went I went to Youngstown State they were the same classes that the pre med students had to take and that was what they used as a measuring stick for admittance to to um, MD and DO programs and I only know because my brother went through that same thing so he took the same classes I took. And I remember being in this class with, you know, 30, 40, 50, I don't know, a bunch of pre-med majors, and they struggled. <laughs> they all struggled. And I'm, like, sitting in the back and going, dude, this ain't that freaking hard. And and I was laughing, and I was joking with some of them. I'm like, guys, I don't know if you understand. This is your core class for your bachelor's program, and this is a basic elective for me in my engineering program. So this isn't that hard. I don't know why this is a measuring stick for you to get into med school. And so, not that I was that good, but I, it just it put a, a perspective of level of difficulty to get in. Was it really that hard to get into med school? I think your MCATs are important, you know, but that's a standardized test. You can practice for that. And, and test anxiety and issues like that, that, that plays a big role in whether you get in or not. If you have test anxiety, you can be the smartest guy in the world, you're never going to get into med school. 
you could be mildly intelligent and and do okay in in your your core classes in your bachelor's degree and do okay on the MCAT and there's there was an opportunity back then that you would get in now I'm guessing it's probably even more of an opportunity because there's such a shortage now unless there's a decrease in med school I don't know but is it that hard to get into med school I don't think it is I really don't I mean the measuring stick I saw wasn't that freaking hard it was a lot harder to get into law school I thought I really did I mean the LSAT was a killer and the process alone was a killer. Now, you didn't have to interview, but if you got an interview to med school, then you had a pretty decent chance of getting in. As long as you didn't blow it. So if you can make two sentences form into a, a paragraph, then you're you're probably going to do okay. I don't know. It just, it, it, it was, it, the, the measuring stick that I used thinking back, man, I, I it wasn't that difficult to get into med school. If you're willing to relocate, you could get in. Somebody will take you. Yeah, I don't know. I just it was it was it was interesting that that a trusted confidant family member was still derogatory towards NPs and I'm talking to him and he wasn't really derogatory but it was just the tone and it was you know I could read between the lines I know the tone and I was like okay and I didn't say anything more and we talked about something else and you know that was great kids we talked about kids that works but um so that that tone is still out there and I felt it firsthand I was like okay I got it you're better than me but are they? I don't know. I don't know if they are. So med school, I don't. I, you know, I've never been through that experience, so I can't say what it was like. But what I do know is they spend an inordinate amount of time doing rotations in things that they're really never going to use. Now, unless you're family practice, you you might touch on all the different disciplines and just know enough about them. But but by the time you go to use that information, I'm going to go out on a limb and say most of the standards are changed, the technologies are changed, the the guidelines have all changed. So that pertinent information is just it's just general information that makes you who you are. Just like law school and engineering school was for me, it just made me kind of who I am today. So I don't know if if you do the same job, do you really need? That in depth of information, I, I don't, I don't know. You do, and then I also think that you know the the level of pharmacology that we had as a bachelor's. Man, my pharmacology class was pretty friggin' hard. I can't imagine as a professional student that it would be much different between med school and and my undergrad nursing school. You can't, you, you're still talking about the medicine, the medicines, their their causes of action, their mechanisms of action, the bio, the bioavailability, all that stuff. You're doing the same thing. I know. I don't know how it could be any different. I really don't. And it was pretty in-depth in my undergrad. Really in-depth. More than my master's. So, anyways, I thought that was interesting. Um, I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts, experiences, situations that you've had with, with people that, that um, you know, at, at a cocktail party or at a, you know, at a function that's not really related to healthcare where people have their guard up and they let their guard down and, and you know what what are the some of the thoughts or feelings you guys had with with talking to family members and, and that are in the medical profession versus healthcare and I'd love to hear it email me jeff at the npdude.com you can always get me on facebook as well and I, I just would really think that would be an interesting topic for discussion of you know personal anecdotal you know this is somebody that I really like and trust and any, anything else we talk about we completely agree but this one here they treat me like a slime ball an imposter. We talked about imposter theory yesterday, right? Anyways, what else we want to talk about? Um, AANP. So they put out a, a 
this was a little while ago, but I just got an email from him this morning, and I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. And uh, AANP put out a press release about the new American Healthcare Act, or whatever it's called, the AHCA. I think that's what it is. I can never remember what it is. Trump Care, right? It's easier. So they put out a position statement, and it was just, and it was interesting in that I, I immediately said, oh, I wonder what they say. Right? What's their view? Are they going to be super hardcore, one you know, liberal versus conservative, or in the middle? Are they, you know, what are they going to say? And um, I think they did a great job on this this opinion, this this um, press release, because all they said was, we we understand that that this bill can can change how payment structure is going to happen for a large portion of the population, Medicare, Medicaid, right? And especially Medicaid, and that, um, and I'm I'm completely paraphrasing, and, and I read it real quick, and, and I was still tired, so I may be getting it kind of wrong, but this was the, the the theme, and it was basically encouraging our legislation at the the federal level to use good common sense, because according to AANP, about 75% of nurse practitioners see Medicaid patients, and so it could substantially affect how we treat our patients and the access of patients to health care. And I thought that was true. Whether you're on the left or the right of the aisle, it doesn't matter. That's a true statement. And that they, they said um, that was basically it. They just said that we encourage you to, to use good common sense to, to, to make sure that the, the highest number of people still remain to have health care available to them. I get that. That's cool. That's, it seems kind of left-leaning, but it's not. I think it's pretty pretty down the middle of the road. And I was contrasting that view. The I was so interested in reading it was I wanted to hear what they said, AANP, versus the American Nurses Association, the ANA, which I talked about in a previous episode. And I don't remember which one it was, but if you want to use the search bar, you can type ANA, and you'll get my view on what the ANA is doing. And their their whole take was that they were... You know, basically regurgitating the Obamacare um, columns or pinnacles or whatever it was of of the ideas behind it. You know, keeping health care available to health insurance available for kids up to 26, which is no longer a kid in my opinion. And um, you know, all the, the the same talking points that were used to push Obamacare through back in 2009, 2010, even 2008, maybe were regurgitated in the ANA stance on this new health care law that you can't do that you shouldn't do this this is the the end of times you know all that the doom and gloom type of mentality of of the left versus the right and the right does it to the left as well they just do it with different issues like gun control same thing so i just thought it was a stark contrast between the AANP and the ANA and I had mentioned in that previous show that, you know, you shouldn't support ANA, you should support the organizations that take care of you, like the AANP, and I was proud to say that the AANP did not disappoint my view. And I didn't even know that position statement was out there, or that that, that press release was out there. I didn't see it until I got this email today from them. I said, hey, take a look at this. And I'm like, okay, I will, and I did. And I was happy to see that they, they took a good stance on that. And and they're painted into a corner because some people want to hear them trash this new law. Some people want to hear them support this new law. And in their viewpoint, which I agree with, is 
we don't have any control over that at the federal level. So what do we do? We take a middle-of-the-line stance and just urge them to use good common sense, which they're not going to do anyways. But at least the, the AANP, AANP didn't pick a side and then get themselves painted into a corner by other organizations that don't like us. So that was a very smart political move, and I, I appreciate that they did that. So I, I applaud you, AANP. I don't know if there's anybody in, in AANP that has any of the you know persuasion authority, but I, congratulations, you guys did a great job. And somebody, if you know somebody at AANP, tell them I said so. I'd love to. I'd love to talk to somebody in the upper echelon of the national organization and 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 get the behind the scenes on that one. But I thought that was a great position. So. Great, great job, guys. Great job. I'm very proud of AAMP. I'm very proud of our profession. I'm very proud of you guys. You guys are doing a great job. Tell people about the show. I saw a bunch of likes yesterday. Um, trying to get more shows out as I, I do them. I just am. It's hard. Time's tight. The bees are doing good. I dumped them out of their little uh, shipping bee box thing yesterday. I had them in the hive, and I just kind of, you know, to stage two of the transition to their new home, and they were still there. The queen was still there, so so far so good. Didn't didn't fly away. I haven't lost my investment. I'll keep you guys posted. I know you guys care about my bees. <laughs> I care about my bees. I just paid a lot of money for them. I don't want to lose them. All right. So, anyways, that's all I got for today. I want you guys to keep sharing the show. I want you guys to send me questions and concerns, though. I really do. Um, still stagnant on nine ratings on iTunes. It's been that way for about a week. So, you guys on iTunes, take a couple minutes. Go on to the rating thing. I don't care if you leave a comment. If you give me a negative rating or a, a one, two, or a three, I'd like a comment as to why. Is it that I'm boring? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever is it, I'll take it. I don't care. So give me the ratings, guys. Give me a rating on Facebook, too. I only got three on there. Three or four. So give me a rating on Facebook. Um, give me those show ideas, guys. Always looking for new ideas, looking for new topics. Again, I've got some things on the back burner. I know, guys. I apologize. It's just I, I by the time my head hits the pillow, it's you know 10 o'clock at night. I'm done. I don't feel like looking anything up, talking to people. Nobody wants to hear from me at 10 o'clock at night to talk about my, my free podcast. <laughs> that I'm just messing around with. So anyways, if you like the show, share it, tell a friend, and we'll talk soon.